on this last episode of Property Profiles, we've got Paul Hickson, good friend of mine, finance broker, property investor, property renovator, lots to talk about and unpack here. Can't wait to talk to Paul. Welcome, Paul. Paul Hickson, welcome to Property Profiles, the Thank 10th you. and last of this series. So, welcome. Thank you very much. Excited Paul, to be here. Paul, I met you actually in 2014 when I started at Ray White and you'd already yes. been there. Yes. Um, and what I sort of, apart from us, I think sharing a pod in, in the office initially, yep. I think that the fact that you were a finance broker and had, a, had experience in real estate, for me, we could talk about a lot of stuff, not just in my sort of bit of fact, finance background. So we, we could talk subjects, topics, probably not that were that you a could little talk. bit, yeah, a little, a little bit, bit deeper than the normal yeah. property conversation, yeah. which is good. Yep. So just a little bit of background on yourself. You currently uh, loan market. Tell the yes. audience about loan market. So loan market's a mortgage broke franchise. Um, we've got five brokers, about thirty staff. Um, and we handle you know, a large volume of residential lending. We do some commercial lending, but majority is residential home loans. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty big book of clients that we monitor and maintain. So we don't just we're not just set and forget. We we look to try and make sure go back to your clients every couple of years and and give them a refresh on their rates see if they need to move to a new lender. So looking after the client for the longer term is the sort of idea with exceptional service. And I think the the nexus between that and why I think you're actually very good at what you do is that you actually were a real estate agent. Yes. In yeah. England. Yeah. Obviously, we can right. tell by your accent you've got your yes. You're a pom. Yes. So we're always against each other in the cricket and the uh, and the, the rugby, rugby and the football. That's right. But um, just to go back. Yeah. So English. English. Um, before becoming a mortgage broker, I qualified to be a mortgage broker in the UK, but I got an opportunity to be sponsored to come out here. Um, which I jumped at because I'm a very outdoors person and the rain and the cold and everything in, in the UK got to me in the end. Uh, but So in the UK, I was a real estate agent and a property manager. I was a property manager. I ran a, a pretty big book of rental properties for about seven years, something like that, and then a sales agent as well. So sort of every side of it, really. Um, I've always said property clients. management is a great way to start your real estate sales. Absolutely. Because it's painful it's high you'd, volume it's high volume yeah. you're talking you've got niggles daily oh yeah everyone's coming at you yeah the um, roof's leaking the tap's dripping yeah the hot water system shut down and i'm getting cold showers it's not a it's not a uh it's a complaint box so yeah it's a it's a it's a difficult role but you do learn to um learn how to um help people but handle people calm their emotions down get on top of things, provide a good service, look after them, you know, then the next time something breaks, they're, they're not just screaming at you there. You know. So you met your wife over there, Claire? Yes. And you got married here, which I was lucky yes. enough to be at the wedding, yes, but yes, right. thank you very much. Okay. Um, but you met there and you got sponsored to come over here? Yes. So you- That's ca- six months after meeting Claire, six who'd just after. been traveling around the world. So she decided that it was a great idea to come to Australia Jeez. next. You are a good salesperson. <laughs> if you could, that's a good sales pitch to get across the line. Yeah, I thought it was my good looks and charm, but anyway. <laughs> so you got here, then did you go straight into broking? Straight into broking, yeah. So with straight. loan market? With loan market, yeah. yeah. Um, so you've been Chris, there now how long? With loan oh, market? Then? 2008. It's 14, cool, 14 years. Yeah, with yeah. a little stint back in the UK. We went back for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Claire missed family. I went back kicking and screaming, but Claire missed her family and stuff. And then we had kids in London, London schooling for children, nowhere near as good as local. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, um, it can be a lot rougher. And so convinced to come back. Cool. So, so fast forward to now, we've got a big, yep. strong, um, you know, mortgage business. Yep. Um, and look, I think that for the audience, we're obviously as a team we're always doing deals and often you get us late in the deal when we find out a buyer's struggling with their finance or yeah. and like it's an easy pitch for us to say hey you know you've got one bank westpac that's great best case for you guys you get the best deal yeah. worst case you keep your bet your current guys on us like yeah, it's right. a no lose yeah. plus plus they pay the the bank pays us. the bank the pays bank the pays us, yeah. your fees so yeah. It's you know once you get the the chat it's 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 a pretty easy yeah sell. yeah and then like getting the new clients is a great from from referrals from real estate agents because they trust us is really good um, it's then holding those clients providing a not just a set and forget type of service banks are always offering new customers better rates mm. so we want to come back and just check that you're getting a, the best rate you can be on with your current lender or we'll tap them on the shoulder and or take you elsewhere mm-hmm. so it's just that longer term but yeah from a from a um getting the deal done that's actually a really good topic because we've got a few deals at the minute which <clears throat> people are chasing the very best rate which is understandable um however when you first buy a property you there's a there's a significant level of stress for buyers significant level mm. it's actually one of the roughest things people go through mm. financial stress and purchasing a property so I always say... You mean waiting, providing all the financial paperwork yeah. can, also, can be a punish for people that aren't yeah. well organised. Yeah. Then to go and prepare it to how you need it, obviously yeah. the new package it together, yeah. then the wait. Yeah, yeah. And it, it depends on how the banks are running. So if the banks are running really well, then you can get a, deal, a loan approved in a couple of days, a few days. But some banks put out offers that are so good that the bank just blows up. They can't handle the processing. Mm. They're trying to grab market share off other lenders. And so it's really tempting to go to that bank, especially in a purchase. But I say to people, look, this other bank's only a little bit behind. There's only, it's not that much behind, mm. and I can get it done in a day. You're stress-free, you're in, you're not worried about it. We'll move you to a slightly cheaper bank next time round in a couple of years' time, whatever it is. But let's just get the deal done so everybody stays on the calm. Because as you run into finance clauses, as you're struggling to get a loan settled, it, it builds in through the pipeline. So as you, you know, if you go to a bank that's really cheap, but they take seven days, they ask for another piece of paperwork, they want four days to review it. You're, you're running late for finance, you're late for finance, you're asking for a finance extension. You then got to get docs signed back to the bank settled. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm. Just go quick bank quick approval, um, quick settlement, you're in, everybody's stress-free. You and I sit on the virtual quarterly breakfast yeah. panel, which, and all, we always talk about the rates and what's happening. Mm. A couple of tips for the audience now, where it's at, obviously there's some murmuring, there's an election coming up, there's, yep. a, there's talk of in, interest rate increases finally. Yep. What are you seeing there, just for, a, for people, are we fixing, are we sitting on variable? What's the As we sit now at the start of February in 22, um, the variable rates are dropping due to competition. 
Um, you can get below 2% for a variable rate Still. with Suncorp and ING and a couple of other lenders. Um, the fixed rates have gone. The fixed rates have bolted. Where fixed rates were 1.99 for four years, three years is 3.6 with some lenders. So you're paying 1.6 over the audit to fix for three years. 500 grand loan, that's $8,000 a year. You're paying ahead, you're paying extra in case rates go up. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of argument to be variable right now. The fixed rates, inf- the fixed rates influenced by um, by the RBA quantitative easing, very very low. They've gone, they've they've gone and they're out the door. Mm-hmm. So there's a good argument with affordability if it's really affordable for you just to be variable and overpay. Well, there's the there's a good tip. Overpay as if you're paying three and a half percent. Yeah. When you're paying two. Yeah. Um, and moving into your property. Um, journey. Yep. I remember um, you're obviously a, a current new farm house owner, which yes. is a, a, a sort of. I got in a while ago. Yes. Got in a while ago, and we'll talk about it briefly because I've, you know, I remember when you bought there, maybe three years ago. Maybe, uh, five. Five years ago, we we had a full feeling that I always say that I think it was when I watched you buy that property and you thought, oh, geez, I paid overs and. I now sort of tell that story to, to buyers and say, you know that feeling you've got when you're buying a house or a property in Newfoundland Tenerife, that full feeling? Just trust me, when I see you in the streets in 18 months, you're going to buy me a coffee say, thanks for pushing me over yeah. to buy it. And you're, yeah. you, are, 100%. you are that person yeah. who were just thinking, oh, yeah. I just... There's different times, isn't there, right? Mm. So there's different times when you buy a property that um, you're buying, you want to buy cheap, it's an investment. You want to get it an, a steal. And there's different times where it's a house. Mm. We'd left New Farm. We went to Holland Park. Um, I wasn't seeing the kids. I wasn't very settled there. I wanted to come back. We'd always lived in New Farm. Um, there was no stock. No stock on the market. And so I, with you and, and Scott Darwin, we wheedled out. A, I, I'd seen a house that I really liked. And with you and Scott, we wheedled that house out. Mm. Yeah, I felt like I paid a lot, but I look back five years ago now and it's, I, um, I'd love to buy it again. <laughs> you <laughs> um, paid more too. That's right. But actually, that's a really interesting thing, right? Is that a, few, a couple of years ago, I was looking at Newstead apartments and thinking nobody's buying them. Mm. Mm. And... Because um, of the oversupply? Because of the oversupply. Yeah. And the thing you buy is the thing that people aren't buying, mm. right? Because when it's cheap, now all of a sudden those have gone Mm. you know Mm. and you and i look back over time and we go it's always cheaper Mm. like those apartment prices probably stuck for four or five years at least yeah yeah in and around new farm and rents were going down for a while yeah Yeah, it was stabilized people didn't want them Mm. but actually that was the time Mm. that when when there's when there's less competition around, that's the time to try and buy some stock. And so you bought a house in New yeah. Farm and then you went and added some value, you got some architectural plans and yep. you built a, an addition onto, yep. a, onto yep. a Queensland little cute colonial. Yep. Which, how was that process for you? Um, yes. The, Perlin, the girls love, yes. The girls love it. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a pool, got a beautiful outdoor area. We haven't done a full reno at the time. We were thinking we'd do a smaller reno and maybe buy something in Noosa as a you know, mm. beach retreat. Unfortunately, COVID came through and we thought prices would drop. We got that wrong. Yes. Prices have obviously doubled in Noosa yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, Just a little 
side note, you're you're a mad surfer. Love it. Noose is your God's country. Love it. Let's yeah. You'll you'd retire. We there. are. Oh yeah. I've even heard you saying you're yeah. trying to find a satellite office up there. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. There's um people would people in the UK would travel in a plane for hours and hours and hours to get somewhere as beautiful as that and yeah. to be somewhere as like Noosa is. Yeah. To me, it's it's two hours up the road and it's one of the best places in the world. Yeah. I yeah. love it. So you've you've done the Renault and, and your farm, you're there. Yeah. You've also um, bought a commercial property yes. in recently in the area again yep. to house your office, yep. which is good. Big step again, like yep. um, Brunswick Street address, commercial property. Yeah. What's the vision there? Just... Um, the, the business, I think we've set the business up well. It works really well. We provide good customer service. We get good reviews. And just to buy on that and grow from that, you know, buy another asset. Um, yes, it was a, a, a biggish price as well. But again, you know, it's a working office with on the street. People can see it. People will see where we are. Um, and with time, the price will be you know, worth it in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we'll have five six brokers working out there we've got a lot of remote staff people working from home um which we're really we were working like that before covid um and it works really well for us yeah um um, so it'll be more like it'd be more of a meeting meet clients Mm -hmm. and brokers will be in there um, helping customers so property portfolio moving forward you'll do the office stabilize that yep is um your current house the Next ten year house or maybe five. I think months. so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Unless you've got to go pretty big in New Farm to go mm. on to the next. You know, mm. we're on um, five fifty maybe. Yeah. Um, houses at the front. It's a long block. It's good. We like it. We love the location. It's close down towards the park. Um, really nice part of town. Yeah. Be- New Farm's a, an you know, amazing area to mm. live. If you look around the world, we lived in London. We were zoned two. Um, we got you know have properties there which are which are small apartments that are worth what, what new farm houses mm. are worth, you know? Mm. Um, and so to live this close to a city with the river walk, with the park, with all the cafes, restaurants, yeah. I've said like I'm, having lived in London for many years, new farm is an amazing place to yeah. live with yeah. children. Yeah. Um, so for people listening to this, Paul, who mm. some of the audience probably are thinking about their careers, You've been in the property side, you've been sales, you've been property management, mm-hmm. your finance. Yep. Any sort of career advice for people thinking what to do? You know, oh, it's a, you know they're, they're different yeah, definitely parts different of the piece. puzzle. Yeah. But if you're giving advice to your two girls, and if they were <laughs> 23 years old, yep. just finishing uni with a yep. degree and, and said, hey, Dad, I'm going I, into property. I want to be like you. I'm not sure if it's property or finance, or what do you think I should do? What would you do? Well, I see two very different types of people every day. Yeah. People who are good with numbers and people who are not so good. My youngest one is very good with numbers. Before she can write, she'll the numbers, the answers to the math stuff just pop out of her head. My older one, she probably won't be in the finance game. So, <laughs> um, so there'll be a bit of a oh, direction. Yeah. So she there. might be a good salesperson. Definitely a good yeah, salesperson. Yeah. So you've probably yeah. got a finance broker in there and a, and a salesperson. A salesperson. Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. So, um, or they can go and do whatever they want. Yeah. I yeah. wanted, my, at one point I was going to follow in my father's footsteps and become a chef. And uh, he quit that idea pretty quickly. 
So we'll see. Which made me just think you do you did have a side investment a while back. You invested in a food business. Yeah, we as invested well? in a food business. Yeah, yeah, we did. That was with uh, one of the the guys in our group still. Um, he came from a different business. I like it's really interesting. Like if you look at numbers on businesses, if you mm. actually get businesses down to numbers, um, then they can be interesting to look at, interesting to work with. Um, it was a high turnover business selling food into Coles and Woolies, mm-hmm. um, but with Coles and Woolies, they can derange you pretty quickly, and all of a sudden you're not on their shelves. Yeah, and so we knew there was a deranging coming up um, and we had others part of the people who supplied us stuff offered to buy us as we took an opportunity to exit it yeah okay interesting yeah so in the Paul Hickson routine life I know you're a very good swimmer you're a water polo in the past but typical day just for the oh if I don't get if I don't get my exercise you're you're the same as me apart from you you can exercise at different times in the day um, if I don't exercise first thing in the morning, it doesn't get done. Yeah. So I'm up, exercise, coffee, into the day. Yeah. Um, Are you a front end guy, so you'll get a lot of your work done because you've got to. You like to see the kids in the afternoon, don't you? After yeah. school. Yeah, that's right. And then you seem to come back online once you've got them down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to work less, so I'm employing more more staff through the especially through the covid we've had a boom and take that opportunity to employ more and grow um but we've been you know obviously we've been low market 2013 14 i came back so the same time as you there's a lot of hours under the bridge already um yeah just and especially through covid there was huge amounts of work um so trying to just ease back a little bit um have more support so I can actually not have to work at nights. So normally I'm trying to knock off five, six, you know, if there's clients who are stressing or worrying about something or they've got, they're negotiating on a property and they want some advice, um, then, you know, yeah, I'll take some calls afterwards because no no skin off my back to calm them down and relax them a little bit. Um, So, but yeah, trying to reduce it a little bit at the minute. So we're on the wrap here, Paulie. A mm. um, couple of little fast facts that for the audience um, they might get to learn about you. Podcasts, what do you... I know you do listen to quite a bit of podcasts. Yeah, more of an audible. Audible, yeah. yeah. Like, I like to listen to a book. Um, went good through one, a phase. one for sales agents. What was that one that you gave uh, me? Fanatical Prospecting yeah, by that's Jeff very Blunt. Good. Yeah, that's very good. If you're not... If you, if you're not accountable to yourself, listen to Fanatical Prospecting mm. and then listen to Atomic Habits. Yeah. So if this is for salespeople, yep. um, Fanatical Prospecting first, Atomic Habits afterwards. Atomic Habits is a really good, very obvious book. It just talks about compounding the results. And you know, we all talked about consistency and it's just about consistency building up every day to mm-hmm. add, add and add and add and add mm-hmm. and add and get better. Favorite movie? Oh, I don't get to watch movies. Favourite Netflix? Something on TV at the moment? Um, Vikings was a really good Netflix yep. for us. I'm really impressed by the acting and and and, um, and the story of it. Because we, we were doing another one at the same time. I can't remember what it was, but it was absolutely awful. It's such a swing, isn't there, between mm. really good ones and really bad mm. ones. Um, Ted Lasso. Um, and there's yeah. a very, if you can't get it here, but I watched it on the plane, there's a very funny um, uh, short series called The Cleaner right. in the UK. 
so, so <laughs> I've, I was just laughing out on the plane on the, plane on the way back. With a couple of drinks? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you and Claire. Yep. You can't go to Noosa. Where are you and Claire going for a holiday on your own for two weeks anywhere in the, in the world? We can't go to Noosa. No. Stay home. <laughs> no, Stratty. I've Stratty, really yeah. fallen for Stratty recently, yeah. actually. Yeah, I've really. Like, we went there a couple of Christmases ago, and I didn't really get it at first, mm-hmm. but then I got it. Um, it's just, so long as you, you know, take some, some really good food and some really good wine and just go get the prawns and chill. It's a really great place to be. So Again, you're, you're, on the, you're on the long-haul flight yourself. You're going from um, here to the UK. You can pick someone to sit beside you in first class, and you're going to talk to them. Who are you picking? Not you. No, me. No, not not me. <laughs> um, Barack Obama. Oh yeah, good one. Yeah, that would be a good story. Yeah, he'd be fun. He would. Yeah. All right, Paul Hickson. Thanks for wrapping up this series with us. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Thanks very much.